0: Malaya. you're listening to the girl with self-esteem issues at himalaya learning podcast to access my own ownership handbook filled with key insights and exercises and to join a community where you could talk directly to me go to himalaya.com forward slash rosie and enter code rosie at checkout for 14 days absolutely free i hope to chat with you there I'm Rosa Mercado and this is The Girl With Self-Esteem Issues, the podcast that explores the ways in which we can better our lives and ourselves. Our guest today is life coach, a speaker, an author, and podcaster. Welcome to the show, Mike Baer. How are you? It's so good to have you. Oh my God, how are you?
1: Rosie? it's so good to see you and you look incredible. So hopefully uh, this video is captured because like, I don't even know how, I gotta imagine like, like, what color is that eyeshadow?
0: You know what? I love you for that. It is my eyes right now look like a golden sunset. Thanks to my shout out to my makeup artist. Um, we've been playing with color and having, you know, just having fun, trying to do new things, trying new yeah. things out just, just because it's all, you know, it's a hit and miss. You never know what you're going to get. But, but thank you for asking. I have like a sunset. It's like a yellow with gold.
1: It is. I love it.
0: Well, we're going to start our day. We always love to start with inspiration. And today's quote comes from singer, songwriter, Ellie Holcomb. And it goes like this. When you make a mistake, respond to yourself in a loving way rather than a self-shaming way. What do you think about that quote?
1: I think that's so, um, it's such a useful tool. Like, I think we all whenever we make a, you know, it's always like when you lead with the right intention, I always think like people struggle to be themselves because they'll lead with intention and someone may react a certain type of way. And then, and then you- all of a sudden they're like, oh, I did something wrong and I'm wrong. When the reality is if your intention's right, ain't no shame in that game, you yeah. know?
0: I just feel, especially, I think with everything that's happened and so many changes, Um, you know, life has changed so drastically, like it completely has changed, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it's not, everything is a bad thing. Like there's new opportunities that arise. There's new awakenings that come with this. Um, I think more than now than ever, it's so important to be connected to the people that you love and come from a place of gratitude. But I feel that now that we've had this time to be quarantined alone and the self-reflection comes. People are beating themselves up because of failure, because of mistakes. They're shaming themselves. And when they shame themselves, it's that mental voice inside their head, constantly telling them everything that they're not doing, comparing themselves to someone else's next you know, big thing that they're showing on social media, or if they feel ashamed about something, they're locking themselves up and secluding themselves from the world and not living. And Mm -hmm. I think now more than ever, I think this is a conversation that we have to have, like, How do you become your best self? How do you get over that moment of failure? How do you deal with that failure? Is failure bad? Like, we, you know, creating that conversation and giving it a new perspective.
1: Yeah, you're so right, because um, so many people view failure as, you know, like I did a poll recently on Instagram, and I did on my Facebook, my Twitter, my TikTok, like all different platforms, and I said, how many of you, I'm curious, are single? Sixty-seven percent of people, on average, were single.
0: Really, that's a big number. That's a big Big. number. I know.
1: I was shocked, and that's my Facebook demos: forty-five and up, female, eighty percent. My Instagram demo is like sixty-five percent men, and it, it TikTok's younger. And I just thought to myself, I know a lot of people out there, even. They think there's something wrong with them because they're not in a relationship. But then the majority of people aren't. You know, it's
0: the like, majority. You know, and, and that that says a lot because as human, I mean, as humans, we love and want and crave connection and being with someone else, and it's just part of our life. But if you don't have it now, number one doesn't mean that you're failing. Number two doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. I think there's a timing for everything, and I feel like. In order to attract that person that you want in your life, like you can't just ask for it. Like you really have to be that as well. You gotta like meet them there. And I Mm -hmm. feel like people are really lost right now. Would would you say that that would be true? Like they're kind of lost trying to find themselves because they thought they were like on this path, and then boom, everything shuts down. And it's like, I really have to look at myself. I gotta look at who I'm living with. Like what am I doing? What am I about? Like life forced a new direction.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, years of developing and building into what one maybe thought they were career-wise, even, you know, it suddenly flips it on its head because everyone to some degree had to reinvent a little bit in their career and or in their life or the people around them, or you know, like certain activities that were such a part of our life today before and they're not today. And I, so I found that a lot of people, um, uh have felt disconnected or a bit lost that i've come across you know one of the businesses i own is a treatment center and so historically at the treatment center so we we treat people who have alcohol and drugish uh addictions and then we'll also have people who are straight depression or straight anxiety or mental health and what's interesting is when COVID hit we went to about 90 percent mental health like 10 percent addiction which is Normally we have a lot. Yeah, because all of the people addicted to substances didn't have someone constantly around. They They weren't getting as much trouble. They weren't at family gatherings where somebody was saying, you need to pull it together. They weren't showing up at their job where the job would catch them and say, you need to do something about it. So what happened was we saw a huge increase with people who primarily we're dealing with anxiety. People who had never dealt with anxiety before. Wow. When COVID hit, our anxiety admissions went through the roof. And then now people are getting back together a little bit more, connecting. Yeah. And so a lot more people are maybe seeking help. But like the drug addicts went underground.
0: They all wow. went
1: underground. Yeah.
0: So everybody that that's still dealing with anxiety because of the changes or just, I mean I'm still kind of stuck in in that number that going back to the relationships, I'm still stuck on that number that it's so high. Why do you think there's so many single people out there?
1: I think there's so many single people because there's a false expectation about what love is today. So I think, um, we're taught, uh, about this perfect relationship or perfect intimacy. I think that, there's just think about it, like even on social media, I mean, relationships are put out there. People aren't putting out their unhealthy the, relationship, they're putting out their best. You know, moments. and I've seen a lot of people suddenly they get a divorce and everyone's like,
0: Oh my god, I'm How did that shot. happen? Yeah, when did this happen? What what uh, hold on, like I can't believe you're getting a divorce.
1: Right. But what how how else like a lot of people are afraid they're gonna lose a following or people won't buy into what they have to say, so they keep up this image. And I just think it's, I mean, it's interesting. I have so many thoughts around single, not single, like what it all means. Like, I just think it's, you know, like life is such a loose garment and it's like, what's your fit and like, what's your realistic fit? You know,
0: what do you think healthy love is?
1: Honesty, transparency, encouragement, empowerment, connection, safety, unique, like it's, it's, dynamic it's connection you know to me it's everyone has their flaws um but i think there's just a safety to me a healthy love is when there's so much safety and vulnerability and honesty that only really happens between those two parties
0: and it's so hard to be able i think nowadays people are so afraid of being vulnerable because they're afraid of rejection they're afraid Mm -hmm. that they are they're afraid to be seen as who they are um, and I think that's why there's such a lack of authenticity because either you got rejected, you don't want to go through that pain again. And you're like, oh my God, if I go through this again, maybe nobody's going to love me. Like automatically you go into the negativity side. Like, is anybody ever going to love me if they really know who I am or what well, I've gone through?
1: Let me ask you. So when you were single up forever, you said until the last two years, how many of your thoughts while you were single were, I'm not going to meet someone?
0: You know What? I'm going to tell you the truth. It was my last relationship that I was like, "Oh my god, here I go again." Yet another divorce. And who the hell is going to love me after all the mistakes that I've done? And I have kids. Who's going to who's going to want someone that's been married as many times as I have and I have kids? Like I'm done. Like it was it was I went into this negativity because it was failure after failure and granted it was Two people that came together made a decision, but I ignored the red flags. Then I come to this negativity where, where I'm like, I'm, I'm blaming everybody else for it. But at the end I ignored the red flags. I had to learn to take responsibility and I had to work on myself. So I took this period of time where I worked on myself. The moment that I found myself loving who I was, knowing what I liked and what I wanted, and just focused on being present, everything mm-hmm. else showed up and the excuses went away. Hey, look, I have I'm human. I made mistakes. Failure taught me a lot. It made me the woman that I am. It's gonna be okay. In the right timing, the right person's gonna show up. But while he shows up, let me work on me and let me show my kids a healthy relationship, not only between them and I, but let me focus, let me focus on on becoming a better human being. And I think and that much- remembers that.
1: When when you started to do that, how shortly after would you say, I know it's a process, but once you made a decision not to blame, to own it, to make a commitment, how long after that did you run into this, the relationship you're in now?
0: So I'm I'm currently married, going on two years. um, And it took exactly to get to the place where I was completely just owning and living life and being present and really acknowledging the mistakes that I had made and, and grown from. Um, it took me, I'm not going to lie. It took me about 10 years. It took me about 10 years. It was not an overnight process. Cause I had a lot of healing that I had to do a lot of healing, but in the healing there was doing, and I was constantly seeking to become better and better and understand my triggers, understanding my wants and needs. And then also understanding that there was more to life than just a relationship. It was the relationship with myself, the relationship with my kids, apologizing to my kids for the things that I had done and repairing those relationships. Um, understanding their love language. So there was a lot of growth that I had to go through in order to attract a healthy relationship. But I chose Mm. to do the work. There was a lot of inner work that I had to do. Lots of it. And sometimes it was not pretty. Sometimes I did not want to face that. I was afraid to. And I didn't want to own to my mistakes. It was too shameful to say, hey, I made a mistake. Yeah. So that's kind of of where that goes. Now, you're an amazing life coach. Like, you were like – I was telling you, like, when I hear Coach Mike, like, the first time I met you, like, Coach Mike is gonna be here. And we were at Paramount, and I'm like, oh man. And I saw you, you are tall, you're handsome, and you were just like, you were well put together in your suit. And I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna like, he's bringing his game, a game. Like, he's gonna just drill. Like, he's this kind of coach that's just gonna show. And then, and that, that was like literally my thought. And then, you were like the most loving person ever. You called it as you saw it but you just, you just came from a place of love. What got you to this path and becoming that man?
1: Oh, well, th- thank you for saying that. You know, I, I could tell you that like anyone who gets into the helping profession and you know, this, and you go through a lot of pain yeah. uh, to get to the light. And, um, and, you know, I think for me, I've just you know, I'm in recovery. Um, I was addicted to drugs when I was younger. I did really poorly in school. I was held back in kindergarten and the eighth grade. So I was held back twice because I didn't get good grades. I, I went to treatment several times. And then finally this last time when I was 22 years old and, you know, I, uh, just have a real passion and drive for helping others. I also love, um, you know, I love collaborating and, and I think like, you know, there's this thing in self-help or a stigma. When I say stigma, it's like, it has to be serious all the time. And it has to be like, just so serious, right? Like there's this idea, if you ever see it in television shows, it's so serious. The psychologist or therapist is being with someone. And I just think like we get well through laughter and fun and, Thank being you. self-deprecating and like being like, I've been there, you know, and it's just yeah,
0: it's
1: who I am. You know,
0: what, what is it like when you get to work with someone, what does that mean to you? Like, what has it become? Cause I know it's like, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you see someone have a breakthrough, but what is yeah. it like, what I mean? And you've come from, you've gone through a lot. Like how did you like have that breakthrough for yourself?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm one of those that uh, I'm a learner, so I'm a sponge, you know, so uh, when I got sober, I was like, tell me how to do it. I want to learn how to do it. And I did everything that I thought that people did when I got that advice. And I think that, you know, it's almost like there's a saying, half measures avail nothing. That's like a saying in Alcoholics Anonymous, which really is like, if you half ask something, you're going to have it'd be half-assed. And yeah. so I just, I try my best to kind of really go my fullest. And um and, you know, it's interesting, like after I was sober, you know, I was wearing my dad's suits because I couldn't afford one. And then before I know it, I'm like traveling the world for seven or eight years working with entertainers and being on music tours. And people are like, My phone's ringing all the time for people wanting to help them, whether it's through breakups or addictions or whatever. And, you know, I just um, I I've just found that, like, I just feel connected to this world when I'm helping others. And um, I'm more connected to myself at times. Like I just selfishly find more purpose in life, you know.
0: Well, we're going to take a short break, but we're going to be right back. and We're going to talk about the multiple books that you have written. We'll be right back. We're going to hear a little message from our sponsors. OK, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, so you've written multiple books about bettering yourself. How did you push yourself to be your best self? Like, how did you get there? You go through all this, you're going and helping celebrities, you're real connected, you feel good about paying it forward, and then you write books. What did that teach you?
1: Well, in full honesty, I never had an intention of writing a book. Um, I was just like, oh my God. First of all, I was like, you know, like a lot of people write books. And then I'm like, what the heck am I going to write about? And then I met Dr. Phil. He asked me to come on an episode. I've since then done 40 in the last two years, which is a lot. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. But he's like, you know what you need? Because I'm not a therapist. I, I have therapists who work for me, but I'm not a therapist. He's like, you need to write a book and you need to give your message to other people who need to hear the message. And so I just took whatever inspires me with helping people. The last book I wrote is called Best Self. yeah. And a lot of what I do is I mix art with self-help. So uh, in Best Self, you create kind of this avatar or character uh, that is your best self. Mine's a wizard named Merlin. Uh, He's tattooed on my arm. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, so everyone creates their own, right? Because our parents give us names. Um, but at a soulful level, like how do we feel like when we're being our best? That's kind of a guide into looking at all the areas of your life and uh really being what I call your best self, which is really your like enlightened self, you know.
0: And how does one get there?
1: Oh Lord.
0: Oh I yeah, mean, look, that's like um, the question of the day. Like, how do we how do we start getting there? I mean, do you are you happy with 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 yourself right now where you're at in your life? Like, all the work that you've done. I mean, you've accomplished a lot.
1: Yeah, I th- I mean, I think um, you know, life is one of those things that's so up and down. So it's like I could be helping someone who has five days sober and. I've been sober over 18 years and I could literally, they seem really happy in that moment. And it's like, they're happier than I am in that moment, right? Like they have a happiness in this one moment where I may be stressed out thinking about, I need to walk my dog. (laughs) So I just think everything's so impermanent. I think the difference now is I have the tools. Like I have, I know what I need to do if I want to get through problems, or I know what I need to do if I'm feeling anxious, or I know what I need to do if I'm feeling depressed, or I know what I need to do if I want to be more spiritually connected. So I think like, as we get older, and we work on ourselves, we just start to develop new tools. But life happens. And, yeah. you know, I I think like, I'm so grateful that I went through a lot of hardships when I was younger, because then I got to you know, help others. And to be honest, that's like what I love to do. Like, it's uh, like I run a free empowerment group every Tuesday, which I would love for you to come on. Oh love. my God,
0: that if would be down. amazing. Yes, I'm down. I'm so down. Okay. You and I are so like in so many ways.
1: Yeah, no, we've connected right off the bat, you know. Yeah. And I just, I would love for you to be a guest on there. And, and, you know, it's me connecting with people from all over the world. And I would say the majority of stuff, I don't even make any money and I love it. It's just, I, I, I think for me, it's like how to have a lifestyle where I also happen to have a profession.
0: Yeah. So you, you know? talk about having tools. So there's moments, and this yeah. is what I love. I love that you say this because everybody thinks, okay, you're a life coach. You're working with Dr. Phil. You're doing all the things that you love and that like you've reached like, per, you know, ultimate success and therefore you're happy all the time and nothing uh-huh. bad ever happens to you but we're human. Everything happens. There's highs, there's lows. It happens to everybody. What are some of your like tools, your go-to tools? If you're going through depression, what are, you know, things that you automatically know? All right, I got to turn this around. This is what I do.
1: For me, like simple, easy tools is honestly like music, music that, you know, music hits you in a different type of way. And it seems like, oh yeah, like sometimes we think we need to go on top of a hill and levitate. And, you know, eat goji berries and somehow we're happier. But the reality is, it's simple. sometimes you've got just turn on a good jam.
0: Yeah. Change your state automatically. Start changing that state. Yeah. What about when you're dealing with anger? How do you, like, let go, blow some steam off? Like, you're just like, all right, I, I'm like, I got to do something about this.
1: Well, for one, I try my best not to put it on other people. So that's to what you're saying. Like, I try to separate myself because... You know, when we're angry, we say things that we don't mean, honest, like authentically. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes a nap is good.
0: Sometimes, oh, I never thought about that. Let me go take a nap. That's actually that's so easy to do. That yeah, I never get thought away about from that. It. Yeah, get away from it, take a breather before you react or say something stupid that could totally ruin a relationship. Sometimes we open our mouths and we say the stupidest things. What do you think is keeping people from becoming their best selves? Like what holds someone up?
1: I think it's people who are not interested in becoming self-aware. I posted about this recently, like a victim mentality when you're not a victim, but you're being a victim for others. Like that mentality, there's real victims in this world. Like I go to Iraq, I help women who's lost their husbands and kids and tragic events. But sometimes there's people that literally uh, and we all know people like this. And at times we've maybe even been in this headspace where we just blame other and, people. Yeah. And we can't get out of it. And so when we're in blaming, uh, we're not able to really have awareness and go, okay, what's my part in it? Like, what do, how did I end up here? And how do Asking I- Asking the
0: right questions. Asking yeah. the right questions. I think that's so important. So, So you get to do all these amazing things you write your book. What for you was the hardest part about writing the book?
1: Um, my hardest part of writing the book, honestly, and, and I have another book coming out in December. Um, and my book's also in Spanish. It's called, I think, El Mejor. Mejor? Did I say it right?
0: Oh, you said know? it right. You said okay. it right. El mejor. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time and doing it, like m- making sure because it is a choice to make a book in Spanish and, and pushing it out. So that's amazing that you are honoring Latinos everywhere. So el mejor. Oh that's that's amazing. Listen, that's good. Thank you. I love, Thank love you. Me tell you.
1: I have a home in Miami. I, I I mean, I would say the majority of people in my life, they're cultures aren't from here. I know this is not very coachy to say, and it's, but I don't, I find other, I love other cultures. So everyone on my team is different cultures, like Mexican, like Colombian, Brazilian, Persian. Like I just, I'm like the Epcot center at my house. Okay. So it's like, I love that. But I think uh, the hardest thing for writing a book is I have a thing about not being like anyone else and so i don't you know it's it's being as thoughtful as possible it's talking to somebody's heart and it's also the challenge of not being narcissistic or feeling like you have something to prove and it's just um for me it's it's grueling like to be honest it's it's tough i mean i know you have a book coming out what, in a month
0: yeah mine comes it's mine took about two and a half years to do like it's a memoir like i put i when i'm telling you i put it all out there I put it all out there. And there was some like moments where I'm like, Wow, we're really going there, huh? Let's let's do this. Let this be a blessing to someone else. Like, I don't care what anybody says. This is what I lived. And this was a dark moment. So that that was rough for me. Like that was that part was rough for me.
1: You know, right when it comes out, you should I mean, I would love to get a galley or something ahead of time. and, And I'll buy it, of course. What is it called?
0: It's, it's called The Girl with the Self-Esteem Issues, just like the podcast. Just like the podcast. Just like the podcast. I was actually going to ask like, if you would actually take the time to read it and, and maybe give me a quote, see what you think. Give me yeah, some I'll feedback. Yeah, give
1: you a quote for sure. And I'll support you a thousand percent. Like, I'm, like I wish more people, I actually thought about doing a post yesterday and I think I may do it today. I wish people would come to me more often asking me to promote their stuff, be supportive, like send me a shirt. I'll wear it. I'll post it. Like, I've just, I've realized in life, like I, again, I just feel better. Like I yeah. helping you, you know, with your, like, and by the way, I love a girl with self-esteem issues. Cause I'm like, just the title alone. I'm like, <laughs> I just, the fact you're putting that out there like that.
0: Thank uh, you. I just,
1: I love it. Like I'm already, you know, cause I, Listen, I, I love people with self-esteem issues because I get it. You know what?
0: I think like, that's all of us. Like everybody's gone through that. Like it's not that you live in there constantly, but I think every day is a new day and there's something, a trigger. There's a bad moment that you go through and you know, everybody has something that you don't like about it and you learn to love it. And then you start picking at like, it's just, it's an up and down. So just putting that, putting that out there, you know, for me, it's, it's, it, it, it was not only therapeutic, but you know what? It's like, look, I just want to live an authentic life. This is who I am. I'm not perfect. And you know what? Get, there's, there's nothing to hide. It is what it is. And I made mistakes and I own my mistakes. So coming from that place, but right now, it's on you know, what like you said that you wish more people would ask for help. You know, I think we're in a day and age that if people understood the power of just saying, Hey, I need help. Will you support me? You might get a yes. You might get a no, but just the point of going above and beyond and knocking on that door like you never know where it takes you and just asking and finding people like yourself. I wish more people would say, let me support you because the sun comes out for everybody. Like it it comes out and there's so many people out there that will say, I don't think so. Like, or, oh, they'll ignore you or they'll never, you know, they won't support you, but comes around and they need the help. Like I'm, you know, I don't take those kind of things personally. So thank you for, for being supportive in that way. But this is like such a great message right there. And then like, I wish people would ask for help. I'm here to help and people don't. So you heard it from him. You guys, you guys need something. He's willing to help. You put it out there. you put it out there. Now i like, this is a moment where I like to take away like lessons. We call this Rosie's takeaways. What was a moment of adversity that like pushed you forward and you're like, That was an aha moment. I learned a lot from that. And that you might not talk a lot about.
1: I think, um, well, I mean, there's the big rosy moment is getting sober and just realizing that um, sometimes in life, we have to fully surrender um, completely, like whether it's getting out of a marriage, whether it's getting sober not that they're the same thing but like fully surrendering and not fighting and I think that is something that we have to do over and over and over again and it's just it's a lesson of letting go and Mm -hmm. surrendering and like not forgetting about spirituality and the basics of what makes us feel the most fulfilled to me it's surrendering and doing what it takes
0: How have you, how have you learned to surrender?
1: I have to say to myself, uh, Mm -hmm. I am one person out of billions on this planet. Uh, uh, The world does not revolve around me. Uh, I am uh, grateful for this moment and for this life and for everything that is around me. And I'm just going to do the next right thing that my soul is telling me to do. And that's, you know, what I have to remind myself and which I love that you talk about at the end of the day is it's being you because being you, not being you will end up in causing a lot of stuff that gets out of alignment and who everyone is, is equal and awesome and beautiful and special and tortured and talented and we're all in this together and just, um, you know, even a life coach like me uh, needs life coaching from others.
0: So Mm. everybody needs a little bit of everybody else. That is a strong truth. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, to just be real and, and just talk a little bit about everything. It's, it's really amazing to connect with you. And I'm always here to help and anything that I can and support you. And just congratulations on everything that you've accomplished. You truly are a loving person. That's really grounded and humble. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, people coach Mike bear on all social media handles. And also if anyone ever wants to come to our empowerment group, just coachmikebear.com. So I'm coach Mike bear on everything.
0: Thank you so much, Mike, for being on with us. This is the podcast, the Grove with the self-esteem issues. Thank you for listening. Chances are you are not quitting because you set a goal too high or you feel like quitting because you have not set appropriate steps to achieving that goal. Breaking a bad habit might take longer than forming a new one, but in the process of forming a new positive habit, you are slowly breaking that bad one along the way. So set a goal and follow these steps to make sure that you're breaking bad habits and forming new positive ones for long-term success. Number one, take small steps to setting patterns. Patterns don't take a hold instantly. It takes time for a pattern to become a pattern or for an action to become a habit. Next is asking quality questions. How bad do you wanna be successful at breaking a bad habit and forming a positive one? Use that strength to remove temptations from your life. Did you know that certain people also trigger giving into our bad habits? Avoiding these people and their influence is the best solution to getting away from any triggers that they may cause. Out of sight, out of mind. Next is love yourself. Loving yourself is a big key in removing the change your addiction or bad habits have locked you into. Fighting the need to use or give into your bad habits can be very exhausting, often resulting in caving in. This is where a strong mind and strong love for yourself comes into play. When you are in that moment, ask yourself, will this really be better for me? I love myself too much to give into this habit that will only make me feel temporary pleasure. Always here to learn, always here to grow with you. If you want to know more about my journey, be sure and check out my memoir, The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available both in English and Spanish through HarperCollins and Harper1. You can find the link to purchase in the show description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning podcast. To access my Own Your Shit Handbook filled with key insights and exercises and to join a community where you can chat directly with me, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie and enter promo code Rosie at checkout for 14 days. Absolutely free. I hope to see you there.